0: Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy and alive.
1: Um, it has become... I mean, officially, it is spring here. Like, it's 70-some degrees Fahrenheit. Um, the grass is starting to green up. I mean, we're going to have to mow it probably next week at the current rate of things if it doesn't cool down again. So, it
0: been nice. Okay, well, i tell you what. Let me just teleport myself over to where you are. Can I do that? Yeah, sort of. Um, if by teleport you're meaning
1: Star Trek, no. But if by teleport, you're meaning um, uh, sharing a room virtually? Yes. So Mark Zuckerberg has come out and said that their new Facebook smart glasses will, basically it's augmented reality. It will allow you to, quote, teleport and even uh, it'll replace your your smartphone. Really, this is just augmented reality. What they're saying is, is you'll be able to wear these glasses, have an augmented reality and enter like a video call with someone else. And it'll be as if they're in the room with you and vice versa. But, you know, it's augmented reality. It's not like you're actually there.
0: How is this going to replace a smartphone? Because Apple say that they're working on something that is bigger than the smartphone. This could be
1: this could be what, what they're trying to go towards is augmented reality. Um, Which would work. Augmented reality would work. Virtual reality will not work. Virtual reality is going to work. It's just if you've watched like streamers and video gamers and stuff. Virtual reality is taking off. the, the catch is, is it's not it, it's not as accessible as you know. Some like, for example, a free to play MMO, right? That's pretty accessible to most people because they they try to make the game easily accessible to all. You, you have to have higher end video cards and whatnot to be able to run this. Augmented reality, to your point, I agree, will be more accessible. It'll be the equivalent of comparing uh, a console player to a PC player right it'll be kind of like that pc players like the vr the console players like the augmented reality it'll be more accessible to people um I, I think the initial uh the initial ones they're wanting to do here will be attached to your phone but eventually they want to get rid of that you know have not have it attached uh but uh, according to zuckerberg he's um it's a two fold thing here because of covid and everybody doing remote uh you know, everything from remote basically and also CO2 emissions. It'll reduce the negative impacts of traveling to reduce CO2. Uh-huh. By increasing your power consumption, which also- Which will increase
0: CO2. CO2. Yeah. So they're literally just moving, they're reallocating it into an infrastructure that they control. That's all they're doing.
1: Yeah. And so these the, the, the model I'm seeing here, the frames on the glasses are about, uh, I would probably guess about two inches wide, uh the uh on, on the sides there, uh, you know, the earpieces, if you will. It's about two in, two inches or so from the glasses. And the glasses themselves are you know the big um plastic ones that that uh you know the black plastic that had the big frames and everything, you know? Yeah. Kind of like like yep. Drew Carey used to wear and th- that uh-huh. uh, yeah. That's basically what they look like. They, they look big, they look somewhat bulky, older style, but if that's the first model and they're, you know, they're only going to advance from there. Look, I'm not against having the uh, augmented reality. I'm not against going down that road. I'm against Facebook heading it up because Facebook are trash, to put it bluntly.
0: Tell us how you really feel. Just a, another
1: quick thought for you uh, with these glasses. This is Facebook, a social uh-huh. media giant that regularly bans people for violating their community standards Yes. without listing what their community standards are. So if they yeah. have those glasses tied to your account in any way and you, I don't know, the, the glasses now have a microphone in them and you say something that does not line up with their narrative that they wish, you get yourself banned and you're no longer able to use the augmented reality glasses. You might be saying, Bruce, that's crazy. They can't stop you from using tech. Yeah, look at the into the Oculus Rift. Uh, you have to have a Facebook account. And if your account's banned, you can't use the Oculus
0: Rift. So just so I'm clear, if I go out and I spend like, what is, what are these things like 600 bucks or something? If I go out and I buy one of these. Yeah. 600 to a thousand. Yeah. Okay. So if I go out and I buy one of these, and I make a I don't know some off comment about uh, election fraud in the U.S., yeah. my account or, gets or banned COVID or masks or yeah yeah or COVID or masks or any that stuff. Mm-hmm. If I make an off color comment that's that they don't approve of, mm-hmm. then my device that I just paid six hundred dollars or six hundred euros or pounds or whatever doesn't work. Yeah, because your account is linked
1: to those, so. To Basically, to access your Oculus Rift, you have to have a Facebook account. If your Facebook, if that account that you have the two are tied to is banned or suspended during that time, you cannot use the device. I'm sure there might be a way to,
0: you know, disconnect or unpair them, possibly. I don't know. OK. But, yeah. So if so I that, I'm, uh, if I'm, I don't know, uh, pushing disinformation, as they would call it. Yeah. Yeah. Then it I would, would have that banned. Reason. Okay. Yeah. Question: Who owns Instagram? Uh, Facebook. Okay. Instagram is pushing anti-vaccine misinformation and QAnon content. A study finds how? If the, I don't know yet. If they're, I'm just going off the headline here. Mm. If that's the case, shouldn't we ban Instagram completely? Shouldn't we just shut it down? Yeah, or at least fire the exec over it. Uh huh. According to Imran Ahmed. Who is the CEO of the UK-based company, excuse me, the UK-based organization of the Center for Countering Digital Hate? The study was prompted by Instagram's August 2020 rollout of a new feature called suggested posts, which appeared when users reached the bottom of their feeds. The study, the study's author found it curious, that the platform would introduce such a feature in the midst of a pandemic when COVID-19 related misinformation was abounding across social media. They were particularly interested in studying Instagram, which Ahmed refers to as the fastest growing platform regarding misinformation about vaccines, which has been driven by a new wave of influencers who've come along in the anti-vax space, driven in part by the opportunity COVID-19 has presented.
1: I was uh, at first uh, on on the surface, I'm kind of like, how what how are the wokes on instagram why are they going anti-vax they're all for it now uh oh that's right this suggested posts feature Uh rolled out in august of last year right who's president then trump derangement syndrome (laughs) that's that's what i'm 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 getting at is that that's why the anti-vax stuff took off on the left is because Uh trump was pushing it yeah now well of course The right had issue with it as well, because this is the fastest we've ever created a vaccine. But we're not anti-vaxxers.
0: No, no, we're not. I'm anti this vaccine, this vaccine, this vaccine, this one. Which isn't a vaccine. It's a therapeutic, but yeah, yeah, whatever. To conduct the study, which took place from September to November. Again, who was president during that time? Yeah. Its authors set up 15 Instagram profiles. Some of the profiles followed anti-vaccine accounts, wellness influencers, and those peddling QAnon, the baseless conspiracy theory, poising that Donald Trump is lying in wait to bust a cabal of child trafficking public figures. Real quick on that, on QAnon, that uh-huh. first
1: bit about trump laying in wait and he's gonna spring into action okay i don't agree with that but the the, the last bit to where uh some of our political officials and higher-ups are pedophiles
0: yes they're compromised yes that's what the epstein yes. thing and maxwell's all yes. about oh yeah they are sweating bullets over that one so, so joe biden hunter biden so's gates by the way yeah yeah Gates well, used to stay at Epstein's. Him. Yeah, used to stay at Epstein's place in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, we we have C-SPAN footage of Biden sniffing little girls. <laughs> I We <laughs> do. You know, that was actually reposted. Somebody took the C-SPAN footage and retweeted it on Twitter and Twitter locked the account until they took it down saying that it was promoting child pornography.
1: Yep. Yep. And then you have uh, Hunter Biden, who was has video and photographic photographic evidence of him sniffing cocaine the laptop of, stuff yeah yeah off of uh miners
0: Pelvic bone. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. What can I say? You know, The American political class, you know, at, us, at its best. What can I say? Some of the profiles followed only verified health authorities, such as the World Health Organization. Yeah, because they've been stellar through everything in the last 12 months. While the final set of accounts followed a mix of organizations like the World Health Organization, as well as QAnon and anti-vaccine conspiracy theorists. The researchers found that the profiles that only followed health authorities were not recommended misinformation in their suggested posts, right, because they're towing the line. Yeah, of course. Their suggested accounts to follow or in Instagram's Explore tab, which recommends new content to users. But that was not the case for the profiles that followed anti-vaccine accounts, wellness accounts with anti-vaccine crossover and or QAnon content. Interestingly, the researchers determined that Instagram's algorithm yielded a cross-pollination effect. Those who followed anti-vaccine accounts, for instance, would be recommended QAnon content or anti-Semitic conspiracy theories.
1: I have an idea. So why don't we have the government um, tell the truth, be more transparent, and then it wouldn't cause these conspiracy theories to arise?
0: They wouldn't have any jobs if they told the truth. True. True. If they told the truth, you would
1: know how much dirty dealings they've been doing, how much um, you know, backroom deals, uh-huh. Miners, you know, all that fun stuff have been oh, did I say
0: miners? Oh, my <laughs> mistake. My- <laughs> you were talking about Bitcoin, yes, we know. Yeah, right, right. All right, uh, let's switch up a little bit. Let's talk about the let's talk about SpaceX. Elon Musk has revealed why the SN ten starship exploded. Have you heard the reason as to why?
1: Uh my my first thought is it's probably something memey, but no, I, I haven't actually heard.
0: They've said that, of course, and everybody knows that the starship went up and did its uh, flop or whatever it was back down and it landed. It actually landed. And then what was it like three or four minutes later it exploded? Was that, is that yeah. right? Yeah, after, like that?
1: It, after it landed, yeah. It, it, yeah. Basically when it was coming back down and was landing, uh, there was a, a fire on the side of the, uh, the rocket. Uh, towards the bottom it looked like it sprung a leak of methane or the
0: oxygen or something was leaking and it was probably methane but yeah well elon musk has answered the question uh he revealed what went wrong in responses sent to followers on twitter the spacex chief said that the sn10 engine was low on thrust probably due to partial helium ingestion from the fuel header tank Hmm. and that the impact crushed the rocket's legs and part of its skirt. Uh, SpaceX is now working on multiple fixes for the issue so that it doesn't affect the SN10 successor, the SN11, anymore. By the way, the SN11 was, as of yesterday, was just placed onto the launcher. So they're getting ready to go again. What are they using the helium for? I thought they used methane for the... Well, uh, Chris we Bergen, Chris Bergen of NASA Space Flight tweeted that the issue uh, is a tricky one, seeing as seeing as the helium ingestion was caused by the pressurization system added to the CH4 tank to prevent what caused SN8 Starship explosion. Ah, uh, okay. CH4 being methane. Uh, Musk responded to um, to that tweet. He said, "Fair point." If uh, autogenous pressurization had been used, CH4 bubbles would most likely have reverted to liquid. Helium in the header was used to prevent uh, eulage collapse from slosh, which happened in prior flight. My fault for approving sounded good at the time. Hmm. Does that make sense to you? Uh,
1: Sort of not knowing what the terms are, there slosh and everything. It it doesn't make full sense, but I think I get um, what they're, they're saying, more or less. Basically, there was a bubble in the line, and it it um, basically popped uh-huh. is is what I'm getting from it. Yeah, got it.
0: So. Uh, the SN11 prototype has been rolled out to its um, uh, to its facility to start prepping for its fourth high altitude test launch. So that's going to be coming soon. Don't know exactly when they haven't announced uh, a date yet, but we'll be covering that. I'm sure. So let's get on since we're talking about SpaceX, let's talk about uh, Starlink. So Starlink is basically that's the internet service, the broadband internet service that they're launching into orbit, and that is. Live now you can get into if you're in a specific part of the U.S. and Canada, I believe you can get into the beta, the public beta. They will send you the hardware and it's just for remote areas of the U.S. right now. So if you live out in the middle of nowhere, basically, then you'll be able to have broadband access. And Musk has has said that they're looking to turn this into something that's higher or well faster, you know, higher speeds, faster than than what you get here on land already so they're looking to go even uh, even further with it faster but,
1: speeds as in data transfer or yes. faster speeds as in latency uh well both actually both okay cuz i know latency is going to be a given yep. but the faster speeds so i actually know of some people that are using uh, some of the people that are using this tech now and their download rate is 200 mega, uh, megabits their upload rate is 20 megabits that's pretty good pretty, sol- pretty solid when you're coming from uh one one megabit going to 200 megabits and okay so let's expand on that what what does that cost per month i don't know what it currently costs right now i'm I'm wanting to say it's like
0: 60 or 70 bucks right now okay. but i think they had to buy the hardware oh well. i take that okay so i'm just now seeing it uh, i'm watching a promo video put out by uh, spacex it's 499 for the hardware so you yeah. get the dish and everything for your house, and it's ninety nine a month. Is what it is.
1: Okay, okay. Which that's say- that's about right. That's about right yeah. for satellite internet. That's that's about what the going price is. But the the difference here is you're you're not
0: getting crap internet. Like yes, do they have any kind of limitations on the amount of data? Not that I know of that would have been my next question, but at the current time, I don't think, but because their their whole agenda here is not about what the telecom companies are doing, what the telecom companies in the u s are doing that's criminal, yeah they're they're literally we're we're regressing, we're not progressing. We're actually removing people's access to the internet. We're limiting that. so I can't well, imagine Spacex limiting access to um
1: uh, Technically, they are in a sense because the the satellites, they don't have enough satellites in orbit yet to give you 100% coverage uh, all the time. So even when you get this, it's like between certain hours of the day, you'll have internet access. I think right now, I think it's something like four hours you're out of internet or so or or something like that. Uh, Or maybe it's every four hours you're out for an hour or something. I don't remember what the current ratio is but uh, i'll be curious to see if part of the problem that we're running into with today's uh telecommunication companies is they're they're charging you for example you get gigabit internet they have a little asterisk there that says you're not guaranteed to get this speed what they're actually doing is you're paying for gigabit but they're overselling what they have access or what they can provide so if everybody that bought gigabit internet Tries to use 100% of their internet, you know, the the full gigabit, that the bandwidth isn't there to provide for all those houses. That's one of the things they're doing, which should be illegal. Fortunately, my area, they're not doing that um, in in this area. But I'm wondering if uh, they're going to have any kind of data caps or any of those kind of things to where you are limited to a certain
0: amount of data. Currently, right now, as far as I know, they're not going to do that. Right. I can't imagine that they would start doing that. Uh, that's, again, that's like Musk is all about giving more to the consumer. Yeah. So I, I don't see that being a thing. Uh, I see yeah. him putting the telecom companies out of business by not putting caps on things. That would be my guess and offering the same service or a better service at an equal to or lower price. That's what Honestly, you do. Honestly, in my
1: opinion, it's
0: a better service in a sense. Uh, yeah, it is
1: $99 currently. It's you you have to have a stationary satellite and, you know, but as things progress and we continue down this road, you can have Internet access anywhere around the world at any given time. And you're paying a 100 bucks to have Internet globally. I mean, and you'll get
0: relatively the same speeds across the planet.
1: Sounds pretty good to me.
0: Yeah, this. I mean, with the hardware now, it's all portable. I'm look, I'm sitting here looking at it. The, the the hardware now, you can literally take this thing. It's just the dish. Like the dish is is the size of oh hell, I don't know a yeah, trash
1: can lid. the The problem the problem is is it has to be it's it's designated for a specific geological location, like fair enough or geographic. So you can't yeah. just pick it up and go somewhere else currently. But in the future, that may change, you know, as, mm-hmm. as they get more satellites up and everything. So
0: the speed right now is around uh, 130 to, to 150 megabits per second. But Musk has said last week in a tweet, he's or two weeks ago in a tweet, he said speed will double to 300 megabits per second and latency will drop to 20 milliseconds later this year. So that's his goal, his target goal later this year. Yeah.
1: and Like I said, some of the people I'd seen doing that, I was actually watching some streamers that have a buddy that is streaming on that system uh, because he has crappy internet out in the boonies. And um, apparently it it works really well for him uh, when it's up. So
0: SpaceX wants to beam Starlink internet to vehicles on Earth. The last update for the Teslas was done via Starlink. Uh, I heard it was done with an OTA that way. Elon Musk other company uh, or at least one that's getting those headlines lately SpaceX wants to spread uh, wants to spread its Starlink internet to more places specifically to vehicles ships and planes so uh, let me see there was a I guess there was an article that was published um, that a federal the Federal Communications Commission filing request from SpaceX last Thursday asking the government agency to provide it a blanket license authorizing operation who
1: do they file that through
0: the FCC FCC. Okay. it would be interesting to see if he gets that. Yeah. It says here, if granted, SpaceX would have the authority to beam Starlink Internet service to all sorts of transportation methods in the U.S. The company said in its filings that this would serve public interest since it would authorize a new class of ground-based components for SpaceX's satellite system that would expand the range of broadband capabilities available to moving vehicles throughout the United States and to moving vessels and aircraft worldwide. Component for self-driving cars, but... You know, I, I, I want to know how secure it is, you know? Right. So, I mean, it, it's just it's one of those things where it would be um, which and we know that this is something that could possibly be a thing. And the reason I say that is because DARPA, you know, the government contractor DARPA, they say that they want to start making U.S. warships that don't have crews. <sighs> I don't like that idea. I don't either. But you would need a medium like this in order to keep uh, to keep that that line of communication open so you can control it. So you make uh, drone warships like that. You yeah. need
1: it. Yeah, you would have to have something like that. And it, it, but then you could have your entire warship hacked like I'm sure you could probably already hack a warship anyway. But could you imagine having the entire warship taken over by a hacker? Um,
0: well, welcome to the future, my friend. I know. Yeah. So here's my question. All right. So we're, we're sitting here looking at this and I'm still trying to figure this out. Starlink, mm-hmm. how how long before we start? Ha- OK, so we're, we've looked at you and I have priced out satellite phones and all that stuff for other reasons and stuff before. OK, which I, I still think satellite phones are something of, of wonder, even though it's an old technology or it's getting to be old, an old technology now. I think it's starting to get some new life breathed into it because people are concerned about grid down scenarios and things like that. And think about that. If the grid goes down, your cell phone isn't going to work. Your mobile phone isn't going to work. A satellite phone will still work when a grid is down. So how long before one of his companies, whether it's SpaceX or uh, Tesla, how long before they start getting into the smartphone market and they start making their own sat phones that will only be able to connect to Starlink satellites? So they'll start making their own sat phones, but they will be smartphones at the same time. How long till that?
1: I would imagine it would have to be, um, I think it'll be a few years uh, for that one. They might start working on designing one, uh, but for it to hit the market, I think it's going to be a few years because they need to get the satellites up there and
0: get the coverage first. Right now, there's one. There is literally, there is, if you want a smart, if you want a satellite smartphone, there's one. That's all there is. It's $1,200. You have to buy it outright. It's $1,200. You and I looked at the service costs for that thing. It's $1,200. It's put up there by a UAE company, United Arab Emirates Company. And it's only compatible within the the Middle East, Europe, and Asia. And, and of course, uh, down around, uh, uh, of course, you get uh, Africa, I believe, as well. You don't get North or South America. You get everywhere else. Uh, in the world. Of course, you don't get the poles, but that device operates. It's it's a dual dual system. So you can operate on 4G LTE when you're domestic. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you can make satellite call or you can get satellite, um, you know, Internet. But the satellite Internet speeds that you have now are garbage. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's horrible nowadays. Uh, But that's the difference. Uh, The satellites we're using today are uh, geosynchronous orbit satellites. So Mm -hmm. they're at like what is it like 36000 miles out or something like that? Yeah. Whereas these are going to be like 500 miles out or something like that. So they're going to be much closer. Data is going to be able to transmit quicker. You're going to have to use less. The signals are going to have to be a a lower intensity to get there and back. So it theoretically would make it easier for phones to, I mean... You're still having to punch through the atmosphere. That's that's the main problem. Is you're still having to punch
0: through the Earth's atmosphere to get to the satellite. So well, that
1: pesky thing. Let's just that. burn
0: off the atmosphere, Bruce. Yes, yeah, so we can get faster internet, huh? Yeah.
1: Start start using more uh, ozone-depleting stuff, right? So we can punch a hole through. Uh, no. Uh, so I still think they're probably going to do. I still think it's going to be more of like a uh, a merger of two different techs. So they'll use Starlink to have like a an uplink or a hotspot or an antenna or something that will broadcast it terrestrially and it that that tower would then connect to starlink I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do something like that
0: what about or- the dual system like like the one that they have already uh what, what about that so you have you, you you still have your connection to the to the terrestrial system right through a sim card but if you want to access the starlink network then you extend your sat phone antenna on your device, whatever it was, let's say that there'd be a, uh, a sat phone antenna that would pop up out of this thing, because that's what you'd need. So mm-hmm. you'd have that antenna, that, and they're still relatively large, considering, you know, that nothing can be internal um, on right. a when it comes to a satellite phone, nothing. So you would have an antenna that would pop out of that, and then you could access the uh, the satellite internet uh, and make calls to the satellite if you had to. I think a hybrid system like that, like what they're doing out in the UAE uh, with Haringa, I think that, that would work as well.
1: Yeah. I, I could see them doing something like that. Uh, like I said, if if they're if they're able to solve that dilemma and are able to put an, an antenna on the phone and not make the phone unbearably large, theoretically they could they could make or even a device that you wear that, like for example, if you you had like augmented reality glasses that were both the phone, the antenna, and augmented reality at the same time, and it would connect to the 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 satellite network that way and have like the your pieces on your glasses, the, the actual antenna. Theoretically, maybe that would be a way to go. But then you would was, have the concerns of like what, what happens when you have a microwave emitter next mm-hmm. to your brain.
0: I was incorrect, by the way. It's called a uh, Thorea. I, I'm sorry. It's not Thorea. It's it's Thorea. Uh, I'll send you a picture of this thing.
1: Oh, I've seen them. Like the, what it looks like with the big antenna. We had GP on talking about it uh, when we were off recording. And I was looking at them while you guys were talking about them. That one? Yeah, they're, they're still. The antenna is still going to be pretty massive on those things. It's the, actually, that little, it's actually not that bad. Right there, it looks like one, it looks like where you attach the antenna because the the antennas for satellite are pretty big still.
0: Actually, that one uh, it extends. That antenna uh, extends by I want to say it's like maybe uh, two inches. It comes out and that's it.
1: And honestly, that's the other thing is the the, the key difference there is five hundred miles versus. Thirty-six thousand. So that that distance may be enough to you, you can do a small antenna and 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 have it work. I, you know, I, I honestly don't know, but I would think currently you would have to have a satellite dish or something. So you 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 know, using cur- the current the way it's set up currently, you have to have a satellite dish. If that's going to be the trend forward. I don't know, uh, you know what their intention is in the long run. But I could see something hypothetically if they get the system up there and it, they're able to do something like that. I, I imagine they would jump on it.
0: And you know who else would jump on it? This guy right here. I'd be all over that. You can believe it. Yeah, I think
1: I'd be on board as well. But hell, it just, just the fact that it's uh, Elon Musk and his stuff i would be more yeah. willing to support him than yeah one of the other major yes. companies
0: around here that i agree. don't support ideas that i support so i agree all right we're out of time this morning we are going to have to go but uh thank you for sitting down this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning.